Hello, and welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. I am your host, Doc. I hope that you're having a good day. My day so far is beautiful, and I'm going to explain to you why my day is so beautiful in a couple of minutes. But first, I want to say a rest in peace to a few people. Mac Davis, who had a variety show when I was a kid, he died at 78 years old this week. Helen Reddy, young lady who made I Am Woman, she died at the also at the age of 78, and I like to say rest in peace. And Hall of Fame pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals, Mr. Bob Gibson, died at the age of 84 after a fight with cancer. I wish them all peaceful rest. And I also would like to say rest in peace to the 210,000 people in the United States who have died from COVID, the 1.1 million dead worldwide. I would like to say best wishes and speedy recovery to the 7.3 million cases here in the United States and the 34.3 million cases worldwide. Now, I know I named this show Black People for Trump and that I fully understand you. And I want to get into that now. I don't want to make you even wait. I don't want to tease you with what I'm getting at. Black People for Trump. And the reason that I finally fully understand them, I understand that they're doing it for several reasons. One of the reasons is that they just want to be the office asshole. They want to be the person who's controversial. They want to be the person who maybe nothing else is going on in their life that they stand out. But because Trump is so polarizing, they want to be that person. They need the attention. There are others who are doing it because of my financial reasons. It benefits them to be a black person for Trump, i.e. a Candace Owens, people like that. It makes them, it gives them some form of notoriety because they have nothing else going on in their lives personally. His politics, you can't even say at the end of the day they believe in it. And I am also talking about the LBGTQ community for Trump. I'm talking about Asians for Trump. I'm talking about anybody who is anti or not actually Caucasian male in America for Trump. I'm also talking to women. Women for Trump, these are all things that really make little or no sense. And I'm not telling you who to vote for. That's your decision. If you're going to early vote, that's beautiful. If you're going to mail in your vote, that's also beautiful. If you're going to go to the polls and stand in on ridiculous lines nationwide on the third, that is beautiful. And who you pull a level for has nothing to do with Doc. I want you to vote. I want you to vote your heart. I want you to use your mind. I want you to say to yourself, I want to look at this man's policies. I want to look at how this man conducted himself. I want to look how he is a light or a dim, dark blot on America and the pride that we as Americans should have worldwide. We are a clown country at this point, and we know why we are a clown country. It comes from the headmaster at 1600. So on Friday, Trump announced that him and Melania both have tested positive for COVID. I wish him no bad ill. I do not do that. I, I don't feel comfortable doing that. It's not on me. I have nothing to do with this. I don't wish this on anybody. Illness is not. Uh, I said that I can be a monster, but monsters are, don't have to be evil. 
I, it just means that I have to be honest. I have to be right about what I say. And I don't wish the man anything. Okay, let's make that clear. I don't wish him left. I don't wish him right. I don't wish him anything. And if anything that I do wish him is that this is a learning experience. A little too late, but a learning experience nonetheless where he could say to himself, I have done the wrong thing. I have made fun of something that is bigger than me, something that is stronger than me. I took a word, pandemic, which is about as gangster as it gets. This is the most gangster word in our dictionary, and he turned it into something from Sesame Street as though it was a joke. And now there's an old saying, he does that. He who does not listen will learn. He, I am sure, does not want his wife suffering. I'm sure he doesn't want his children suffering. I'm, 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 I'm guessing. I don't know the man. And nothing about him truly can confirm that he doesn't want them to suffer. I can't go and, and and honestly say, I wouldn't bet on it, but does he want himself to suffer? Everything about him says, no, he doesn't want to feel any pain. And I'm sure that COVID-19 is making him feel some discomfort that he would not be normally feeling today. Maybe he would be on one of his fucking golf courses, golfing 18 holes and cheating and moving the ball and things of that nature, but that's not in his agenda for today. Today, he's at Walter Reed dealing with doctors. He's dealing with people who are legitimately smarter than him, who he needs to listen to. He has to actually put his pride aside and say, somebody knows better than me. Because for months now, he's been telling us that he knows more than the World Health Organization, that he knows more than the CDC, that he is smarter than scientists, that he is smarter than Dr. Fauci. These are now things that he has to come to terms with that he is not. Because when you're always the smartest person in the room, you're either in a dumbass room or you are the biggest dummy in the room. And he has proven me nothing but to be but the biggest dummy for the most part in almost every room he enters. Okay, so his good buddy, Kellyanne Conway, also tested positive for COVID. They had this event at the Rose Garden Friday. All these people showed up. Tom Tillis showed up. Another senator showed up. And they are among the seven people who have tested positive. Once again, no social distancing, no wearing masks, slapping hands, glad-handing, hugging. These are people in authority who could be actually role models of what to do. They have all chosen to go the opposite direction and show you what not to do. And now they all have got to bear the burden of dealing with this illness that we don't know still the long-term effects. I cannot imagine somebody taking my taste buds away. Food is food, but part of food is tasting it, enjoying it, and smelling it. It's not just a process of cooking, devouring it, digesting. This is, you, food is love. And now you take that away, and what does a person have? You know, we have New York City. These Orthodox Jews out and about. I understand they got holidays, and I understand that these things are important. But sometimes you have to really weigh and balance your scale and say, can we take a chill pill? I mean, are we doing more damage than good? 
are actually getting together in these gatherings, but we're not doing the proper thing. I mean, this if, if you believe in your God, if you believe in your maker, if you believe in your creator, you will know that today is not the last day. So if it's not the last day, that means the sun will shine another day. Enjoy the sun on that day. But while it's raining, you can hide away. You know what I mean? You can hide away. So Trump and Biden had that first debate in Cleveland. And as you know, I don't really need to tell you, that debate was an abomination. Uh, Trump made claims that didn't make no sense. He refused to come down and condemn white supremacists. Uh, it, 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 I was fabulous, but yet and still, I could not turn the TV away from this debate. I watched every single second. Did he make Joe feel some things? Sure he did. Now, let's not even forget that he showed up, him and his crew showed up to the debate so late that they couldn't even be COVID tested. So he could have been already feeling the effects of the COVID-19 when he did this debate. And for his sake, he's lucky that he didn't have an uh, adverse effect nation, nationwide on television. Because then he would have really looked off bad. And now, you know what? I want to I want to backtrack to this black people once again for Trump. And I am talking to you now, white male. What has he really done for you? I am not talking to a white businessman who was rolling in the dough, who's getting a great tax cut. I'm talking to Trailer Bob Joe. What has he done for you? And what has he done to make your family's lives better? Has your insurance rates dropped? Have you been able to get that better loan to get that bigger house? Have you been able to afford to send your kids to college? I mean, what in your world, other than a racist agenda, has he done for you? I'm willing to sit back and listen. You can call in. My information is on my website. Please, you can leave a message at any one of these apps that you hear this podcast and explain to me like a three-year-old, what has he done to improve your life? What has this administration done to improve your life? It, it just gave you emboldenment to think that black people are niggas and we could be treated any way because the president doesn't back anything other than when he wants to use a black person as some form of puppet in a commercial or parade them around at an event. And you know what, black people, the ones who do this, and when you pay for this come November 4th and he's out of office and you now have to still be around all the people that you work with all the people that you live with and you've been parading yourself as this black MAGA person when you know in your heart America has never been great. Do I love this country? Yes, I love this country. Has this country been great? Any country that has a lack of women rights, gay rights, rights, civil rights, rights to protect children is not great. Any country that does not do this on a daily basis without being prompted, without riots happening, without people burning things to the ground. I mean, let's not forget, man, it was only 50 years ago that black people couldn't vote in this country. That meant if you're of a certain age, that was your mama 
That was your grandmother. They had to go through back doors of places. They couldn't stay places. They had to ride the back of the buses. They could be beat on national TV. Water hoses, dogs, and that's great to you? When you had to speak to your mother who might still be alive, and you could look her in the face and say, let's make America that again? Because that's what he's talking about. He's talking about a time where our rights were impeded on every turn. And you want that. You Shame on you. Shame on you. But you got to live with yourself. And I hope that the likes that you get because you have a podcast or a website and you're bigging them up every day and you go into Twitter fighting with people about how fantastic he is. I hope that that makes you feel good. I hope that helps pay your bills. But what is it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? Because this is a fight for your soul, ma'am. It's a fight for your soul, sir. And you want to be on the right side of history when this goes down. When you answer for what you have done, this is going to be one of the questions that's going to be asked. When bad happened in the world, how did you stand? Did you stand with it or did you stand against it? You know, so I'm going to leave that alone, you know. So this dude, back to the debate, Trump, what did he say? Proud boys, stand back and stand up. Then a couple of days later, he says he doesn't even know who the Proud Boys really are. I mean, this dude, man, I mean, Trump is amazing. He is an amazing character. Stand back and stand by. But I don't know who I'm telling to stand back, and I'm not, I don't even know who I'm telling to stand by. Suppose it was a, a wing of the black. Lives Matter group. Let's just fantasize that it was. Would he have said the same words? No. He knows exactly who the Proud Boys are. And that's just who he is. So then he goes on. Wallace asked him, are you willing to condemn white supremacists and the militias? Sure, I'm I'm willing to do that. So he says, then do it. But then he, and then Biden had to shout at him, do it. Instead, he turned it into the mail-in ballots. We came up with false reports about ballots being tossed in some river in Wisconsin. Sure, they found some ballots, but were they tossed in some river in Wisconsin? No. He just comes up with things out of the blue. They asked him about his taxes, and he says he claims I am not a judge or jury. He claimed he paid millions and millions of dollars in tax which he should have. If he's worth the money and made the money he says he does, he's supposed to pay millions in taxes. That's just the way it goes. Because $750, that's less than some person would be paying that's on Social Security disability. And that makes no sense. You shouldn't be a tax cheat in the President of the United States. Let's let's, Let's just be honest. A tax cheat and a President of the United States Those are like oxymorons right there, right? So the Commission on Presidential Debates has put out an issue. Now, this is up in the air. We don't even know if there'll be a next presidential debate between him and Biden because of this COVID thing. 
But they said that they're going to come up with strict rules where they have the ability to cut off the candidates' microphones if they violate the rules, which I think would be pretty good because it was an embarrassment to the world. It was an embarrassment to the country that Joe had to say, shut up or hush several times. And he just fabergasted on about things that had nothing to do, non sequiturs that had nothing to do with what was actually being spoken about. So, you know, naturally, he also said that this Mike Reese, the sheriff in Portland, backed him. Oh, all the cops back me, Joe. What cops back you? So this Mr. Mike Reese, the sheriff of Malmanot County, had to go and say publicly the next day, I don't back you. I never will back you. Matter of fact, you got me in trouble with my wife with her thinking that I backed you. So, I mean, this dude, he'll throw anybody under the bus if it benefits him. So then he goes on to say, you know, because he has to attack something the next day to deflect from what's going on with him. He says that he's going to start an ice crackdown in sanctuary cities. So it's never, let me take a moment where I wasn't shining that bright. Fix that. Do something positive so that I could be a light. But no, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tell you that I'm going to attack sanctuary cities. So the same Hispanics that are backing me, look what I'm getting ready to do to your cousin, your brother, your sister, your auntie. I want them to fuck out of here. But no, let's continue to back him because we have to be anti. We have to be anti what's right so that we can get some love. Even if it's negative love, we want love in some way, shape, or form. Right. So Notre Dame had 18 positive COVID tests and they had 25 football players in isolation. Now, their university president was one of the seven who was at the Rose Garden who also got COVID. So that's the fish rotten from the head down. How could the football players do the right thing when the president of the university can't even do the right thing? So, you know, I, I wish him luck, I guess. And I do want to praise one person. I want to say thumbs up. Not that I believe everything that he says or I back everything that he does. But Pope Francis has been on point the last couple of times that I've heard things come out of his mouth. First, when he said the LBGTQ community was loved by God and that their sexuality had nothing to do with them being children of God, which I appreciate and love, even though I'm not in that community, right? Then he also says this week, you know what? I'm not meeting with United States Secretary of State Mike Pompo because you know what? You're in the middle of an election year, and I know that you're trying to manipulate and use me in some kind of manner so it could seem like I'm backing Trump. So I thought that was a very positive and beautiful thing by just eliminating himself being smart enough to eliminate himself, eliminate himself and not be used in any manner by anybody because he's the Pope. He has millions of followers. He's not supposed to be manipulated. He's supposed to be a smarter, one of the smarter ones in the room when he goes in it where a fool can't, you know, be up on him. You know, so this dude, Brent Hackerson, he's the only officer charged in the Breonna Taylor case, he pleaded not guilty. We knew he was going to plead not guilty. 
but he faces up to five years on three counts of that wanton endangerment. I know I've been screwing that word up and nobody's correcting me. It's wanton endangerment. I think I got it right this time. Wonton is something that you get at a Chinese restaurant. I got it. I understand. And matter of fact, for those of you who listen to Strange Talk with Doc, feel free to use your voice. You can put comments. I love them. I don't care what your comment. I'm not telling you how to comment. Comment away. I would love it. I'd appreciate to hear from you. I like the feedback. I would like to know who's listening, if you're male, if you're female. I'd like to know if you're from America or a foreign country. I'd like to know if you listen to me because you think I'm an idiot or you listen to me because you kind of agree with me or sometimes you do agree with me, you don't agree with me. I appreciate it. All feedback is welcome. I promise you that. I don't care where you put the feedback. All feedback is welcome. So I don't know what this guy really did, right? This one kind of confuses me. Eric Trump says uh, kind of basically that he's a part of the LBGTQ community. I'm a part of that community, and we love the man, meaning his father. And we thank him for protecting our neighbors, and we thank him for protecting our cities because I'm a part of that community. What the hell is Eric Trump saying? Not that I would care. See, now that would not be something that I would hold against a member of the Trump family if they were a member of the LBGTQ community. I would not care. That I would not care, but it just seems like he talks off the side of his neck. When have we ever heard a Trump mention that they are part of that community? You know, so we got a major problem with this voter suppression. And that's why I'm going to hop on voting between now and Election Day. Get out there and vote. Early vote. Do whatever you have to do. I have a date set on my calendar. Rain, sleet, hail or snow. That is the day that I will be going to the polls. I made a commitment. I like to keep my commitment, especially the ones that I make to myself. So I will definitely be going to the poll and going to the poll early. I'm not dealing with the 11 3 lines. So I think those will be ridiculous. But there's supposed to be these special files on 3.5 black people in America to kind of deter them from going to the polls. So don't take any technology, any technology that's coming your way via email, a phone call. Nobody has already got your vote. Nobody can call you at your home and say, well, you know what? We already kind of got your vote, so you don't have to worry. No. When you register to vote, that's still not the same thing as pulling that tab when you go to a poll. It's not the same thing as sending in your early ballot, absentee ballot. It is not. Make sure that your vote is counted. So Daniel Cameron, he goes, he wants to defend himself about the release of the records in the Brianna grand jury case. But he decides to go to Fox. Not some place that would scrutinize him or look over every word that he says or even have a good back and forth conversation. He goes to some place where he knows that they will just agree with him lockstep. Every word that comes out of Daniel Cameron's mouth is going to be gospel because the word has already come down from Trump. As he said, you're a good soldier. You're one of the shining stars. You spoke at the uh, RNC. I'm with you 100%. I believe that this young man really needs to look at himself deeply and figure out 
who and what he is. I'm not talking about his skin tone. I'm talking about as a human being. He really needs to look at himself because it seems like there were some things done in this case that's wrong. You even had a juror come up and said that he publicly misrepresented himself during the case. It was almost as though he was a defense attorney for the officers instead of the lead prosecutor trying to see if he could bring charges. And that's not a good thing. So Mayor Bill de Blasio stated in New York that they're going to go over Trump's uh, taxes. And if he pays $750 for two straight years as the United States president, why isn't the Department of Justice going after his taxes? This is a huge deal. Like I said earlier, we cannot have somebody who's a tax cheat in the White House. He, that means he's compromised to do anything. Uh, where is he hiding the money? Let's find it out. Let's find it out. I am now on the third, no, actually, I started the fourth season of The Office, and The Office is a wacky fucking show, and The Office has now made it into my top 10 all-time comedies. This is madness. I highly recommend, if you have never seen The Office, to give The Office a chance, and I'm going to state, like I stated before, make sure that you start season one, episode one. You need to know who these people are. You just can't jump in season three and and try to figure it out go back to the beginning see if you like it because it it started off fast so you don't have to wait for it to kind of build up i have not seen lovecraft country this week i will actually watch that today i love the show but for some reason i was distracted this week so i didn't actually get a chance or opportunity to watch it i did watch family guy which came back it's good to see that fresh television is back again so they had uh, episode one, season 19, Stewie's first words. And naturally, you can guess, like I guess, Stewie's first word out of his mouth that other people can understand other than Brian was a cuss word. It was a good episode, as always. The Griffin family are crazy. And I enjoyed the hell out of them. I also watched the South Park Epidemic episode. It was an hour long. I haven't watched South Park in a long time, but I wanted to see something that was fresh that I'd never seen before. And it, as far as I'm concerned, it might be one of the first shows that I've ever seen on TV so far that deals with the pandemic. Even though they're cartoon characters, they did deal with the pandemic. So I would highly recommend if you got it on demand to go check out the South Park epidemic episode. It was very good. Now I'm to the point where I said that I'm in a real good mood. And the reason I'm in a good mood is not, I'm going to say Machine Gun Kelly and Public Enemy, thank you to both of you. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. You made my morning. I listened to both of their CDs. Machine Gun Kelly had a CD or has a CD called Tickets to My Downfall. Public Enemy has a CD called What You Gonna Do When the Grid Goes Down. Once again, What You Gonna Do When the Grid Goes Down. And I give both of these four stars. These are outstanding CDs. I actually put them on my best CD list of the year. Machine Gun Kelly does barely any rap. This is not Machine Gun Kelly the rapper. This is Machine Gun Kelly the punk. And he pulled it off pretty damn well, I will have to say. Ticket to My Downfall was the first song, and that was a good one. Kiss, Kiss was good. Drunk Face was good. 
Bloody Valentine, which most people already know because I believe it was pre-released as a single some time back, was good. Forget Me Too featuring Halsley was fantastic. That's one of my favorite songs. All I know with this triple red. So now I have to actually say that there's a song out there by this triple red that I enjoyed because that was a damn good song. Lonely was a good song. My ex-best friend featuring a person called Blackbeer. That was a very good song. And he ended the CD off with this song called Play This When I'm Gone. Another beautiful song. So Machine Gun Kelly, I tip my hat to you, my man. I tip my hat. You helped me with my morning. You definitely it gave me. I mean, I've listened to some CDs lately that have been garbage, but this was a good one. And like I said, Public Enemy, what you going to do when the grid goes down? The first song or the second song was Grid. That was very good. And it had Be Real from uh, Cypress Hills on it. State of the Union, STFU, which you already know because that's been out there for a while. That was a very good song. And Public Enemy number one featuring Run DMC, Ad Rock, and Mike D from the Beastie Boys. That was a damn good song, too. They had a song, Toxic. That was good. Yesterday, man, with Daddy O from Setsastonic, very good. They did a Fight the Power remix 2020 featuring Nas, Rhapsody, Black Thought, Jaha, YG, and Quest Love. Fantastic. I mean, this Chuck D didn't even have to change the lyrics from Fight the Power originally because they're still timely today and it made perfect sense. He wasn't wrong or lied the first time, so why change him? He just added on. And then it was Smash the Crowd. And that had Ice T and PMD. That was a good song. And it ended off with Go At It, which was another very good song. So I appreciate both of those. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Well, let me explain. It is free, people. They have creative tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, which will make your life a lot easier. And this way it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many other apps that play podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just go to the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm online to get started and you can thank me later. Hello and welcome back. Uh, I was finishing off with Public Enemy and I was saying that... uh, the Fight the Power remix was fantastic. I did love that. Featuring Black Thought, Rhapsody, Nas, Yai, YG, and Questlove. And Smash the Crowd with Ice-T and PMD, who I haven't heard from in quite a while. And they ended off the CD with Go At It. Now, I've been on Talk Show for quite a while now. And I have decided that I'm going to start actually taping my program via... Anchor. And the reason being is they want to drop in commercials on my show and I don't actually even have any control over these ads. So I wouldn't know what they are. And as of yet, I have no clue. They have not uh, made me aware of what these commercials might be. 
and they might be opposed to how I live my life. So I, I shall see. But I did also sign up for Sling TV. And Sling TV, the purpose of Sling TV for me is because I don't have the NFL channel or the Red Zone. And I need to have the Red Zone for the Sunday ticket. I need to be able to see the games in their totality. Well, not in their totality, but in those good clips like Red Zone provides. Red Zone is one of the best sports inventions, I think, in the history of my life, you know, other than cable television itself. So I appreciate them. You know, so uh, what we're going to do is we're going to continue. We're going to talk sports and we're going to get out of here. Now, my New York Yankees have the reigning home run and batting title champion, DJ LeMayhew and Luke Vault. Luke Vault won the home run title. DJ LeMayhew won the batting title. And that's a beautiful thing. I appreciate my Yankees balling out for me this year. I mean, even though it was it was great moments, it was like a, a seesaw. Up and down, they were going long winning streaks and losing streaks. But that's neither here nor there. The Yankees did take care of business. They got rid of Cleveland to the zip, and now they have to play the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. The Devil Rays, they start that series with them on 10-5. Garrett Cole did look, Jared Cole did look fantastic in game one against the Indians. He struck out 13 Indians. I mean, and that's what you want from your ace. Doc Rivers has signed a five-year contract to coach the 76ers, and we'll see what he can do with Simmons and Embiid. And hopefully with Simmons and Embiid, he could turn that into something. I mean, maybe he can bring something out of these two young men that has not happened so far. The Lakers are up two zip over the heat, and they play their next game Sunday at 7.30. Then there's a game Tuesday at 9 o'clock and Friday at 9 o'clock. I'm thinking that by Friday at 9 o'clock, that will be – the series will either not even need that game or that will be the title championship clinching game because then it will be 4-1 to for the Lakers. No, I'm not going to sit here and say I picked the Lakers at the beginning of the series. No, I did say that I would have to see what injuries were like. And when they lost Drogic and Bam Ayabayu for the first two games, and Ayabayu might not even play in game three, but he did say that he would try, I knew that this series was over. So Fight Island, UFC, Abu Dhabi has a card tonight. Holly Holmes is fighting Irene Aldana. Jermaine DeRanome is fighting Julia Pena. And Carlos Condit is fighting Court McGee. That should be a pretty good card. And we will revisit this card come Monday when I do my weekend follow-up show. So Patrick Mahomes' mother told Lewis Riddick that she didn't appreciate him referring to her son as Pat Mahomes. And I kind of understand that from a personal standpoint. I'm a person who believes in formal names. I believe in full names. If your name is William, I don't have the right to call you Billy unless you tell me that it's okay. Because I have a name that people try to shorten all the time. And when it's shortened, it's a childish name. It's not a name for an adult. So, you know what? Until a person tells you what to call them, you call them by their given name. So I kind of understand Mrs. Mahomes. So the Jets played the Broncos Sunday, and they lost 37-28. 
expect a lot more like this from the Jets. This is who they are, and this is what they are. They have not much of anything. Uh, it'll be a miracle if they win three games, and I'm I'm talking sports miracle. Something crazy and wacky would have to happen. I mean, the the odds of them not winning a game is pretty strong as far as I'm concerned. The Dallas Cowboys play the Cleveland Browns. I'm actually going to pick the Cleveland Browns in this game, God forgive me, because Baker Mayfield is going up against a defense that doesn't seem to care, that does not seem to have any sense of pride, that does not seem to be able to stop anybody. I don't care how many yards Dak uh, accumulates every game. It doesn't seem to make a difference because if he gives gets 500, they'll find a way to give up 520. So, I mean, as much as it hurts me to say, I think that Odell, Jarvis Landry, Hunt, Chubbs, and uh, if he's playing, Ajuku all get filthy, healthy numbers against the Cowboys Sunday. The Jaguars are playing the Bengals. I'm going to have to go with Mishu and the Jaguars over Joe Barrow and the Bengals in this one. The Patriots are going to play the Chiefs, and I'm picking this as an upset. I'm picking the Patriots to upset the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are pretty comfortable with who they are, but I think Bill Belichick might have set up a defense that can at least slow it down and make it a grind them up type game. The Patriots always find a way to be competitive, and I don't expect anything different this week. The Giants are playing the Rams. The Rams should beat the Giants handily. So we won't waste any time on that. So the Pittsburgh Steelers were supposed to be playing the Tennessee Titans this week, but 13 people in the Tennessee Titans organization have tested positive for COVID. So this game has been moved, and we don't even know when this game is going to be really rescheduled. And I feel bad that this is a speed bump for the NFL, and I'm hoping that this doesn't repeat itself over and over again because if it repeats itself four or five times to four or five different teams, this season becomes in jeopardy. And I'm wishing for the best because I love football and I've been enjoying what I see. To me, it's been looking pretty normal. It's been looking like NFL caliber football, so I'm enjoying myself. I look forward to it on Sundays. Minnesota Vikings are going to play the Houston Texans. And both of these teams have been disappointing so far. Houston, I understand more because their schedule has been hell. But the Minnesota Vikings, with the offensive weapons they have and that defense that's been there for years, with a coach that's been there in years for years, I'm expecting more out of them. So I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings to win this game. I'm also going to pick the Arizona Cardinals to beat the Carolina Panthers. I just think that the Cardinals are a better team than the Panthers, especially since the Panthers don't even have their number one weapon in McCafferty. And I think the Arizona has to bounce back from that loss last week. The Colts are playing the Bears with Folk in the helm. I'm taking Old Man Rivers and the Colts to win this game. The Seattle Seahawks are playing the Miami Dolphins, and I'm going to pick the Seattle Seahawks to continue rolling. Dolphins, I don't think, can hang with Seattle and I There's not really no need to waste a lot of words on that. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be playing the Los Angeles Chargers, and I'm going with Brady and the Bucs on this game. The Saints are playing the Lions, and I think that the Saints need this game desperately. I think this is a desperate, almost a necessary win for them so early in the season, not to just get their mojo back, but just to get their their minds right to know that they are contender and they cannot have somebody like Detroit Lion upset them. So 
I am going with the Saints. The Ravens are playing that Washington football team, and I'm expecting the Ravens to score anywhere from 34 to over 50 points against Washington. This is going to be the blowout of the weekend. The Bills are playing the Las Vegas Raiders. The Buffalo Bills, as long as they're not distracted by the bright lights of Las Vegas, they should be able to handle business and beat the Raiders. Even though I expect this to be a competitive, good game because the Raiders are better than I think they are, and the Bills are better than I think they are, but I just think that the Buffalo Bills are a better team. Sunday night, we got the Philadelphia Eagles and Wentz, who's playing horrible, going against the San Francisco 49ers in San Fran. So I'm going to take the home team. I'm taking the Niners. This is going to be an ugly game. It's not going to be exciting, really, per se. But I got to go with the 49ers. And we have the Atlanta Falcons, who should not even be on a Monday night football game. They're going up against the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is going to be minus a couple of weapons. Lazar is not going to be played. Devontae Adams might not be playing, but I believe that Rodgers finds a way, especially against Atlanta Falcon team who might have already thrown in a towel. I mean, if they lose this game and they lose this game in any freaky fashion, there is no way that Quinn should be still the coach next Sunday. Period. Point blank. I don't call for people's job, but they do have a fan base that they have to answer for. And if being shitty is the answer to any question, it's unacceptable. It is highly unacceptable. Well, I'm going to tell you like I tell you all the time. I appreciate you. You don't have to listen in, but you do. You're a stranger to me and you listen to me. And I hope that you enjoy me. And that's your reason as opposed to you listen because you think I'm an idiot. But either way, it's not for me to decide. I do appreciate your listenership. I do appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to me and to listen to this show. And I hope that you have a great week. I hope whatever you need to take care of this week is easy for you, that you have no roadblocks in your way, and that if the roadblocks are in your way, they're easy to maneuver about, move around, to get over. That nothing stops you or stands in your way from accomplishing the things that you need to do. And that you stay healthy, that you stay safe, that you stay smart. And that if you have some things that you need to reevaluate, that you take the time, the energy, and effort to do it. And I'm going to tell you like I tell you each and every time, people. Peace to you and peace to yours.